It's Evil D Podcast, episode 75. I'm Colin, and this here's Stu. Let's see if it records Stu. Go, Stu! Uh, did, did you play the intro music there? Because we just dived in there immediately. <laughs> what the I, fuck? I've been, since last week, I said, why don't I just do this intro stuff instead of sitting here like a pair of spare dicks while it plays? Um, so oh, I, just, I, just, a- I just do it beforehand now and, and, you know. CGI it in later? No, CGI it in first. Oh, you CGI it in first? All right. Where the post-production? Oh, very good. <laughs> I don't know why we spent 73 episodes doing it in a more awkward way, but there you go. That's just how we do things. Even eight years later, we're still learning shit. Oh. We're not exactly pros. Although you'd think we would be at this stage, but no. Not I, exactly pros. I could go and read a bunch of stuff and watch videos oh. of people that know way more oh. about it push the buttons till things happen and uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't i think that's what our half dozen listeners enjoy about our podcast is we don't obviously <laughs> know exactly what we're doing so <laughs> i say half dozen we know those numbers are actually way higher and i'm well chuffed about that these days there there is way more legitimate outfits out there you know people that actually get paid to do this but still manage to do a real shit job of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to god right so i listened to tony shivani's podcast and like right? that that's one of you know conrad thompson does all the wrestling podcasts like huge yep. big thing makes them ton of money and this week's i swear to god they recorded it on a toilet or something at <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean sitting on the toilet. They recorded it using a toilet somehow, and that's why it sounded so bad. So I, I don't feel bad about anything. No, we do a good job. Like our th- like going back in the day when we sat all sat around that one big microphone. You know that mm. obviously sounded like it was using a toilet. But these days, look at us go. These days, we're, we're somewhat semi-professional. Yeah, have a microphone and everything. Mm. Uh, so, uh, how about we get uh, ripped in here? That sounds like a good idea. Instead of talking about our great podcasting skills. Uh, so, we're at, we'll actually talk about games we actually played this time. Um, mm. No, there's, there's one really exciting one um, that sort of just snuck up. Um, it's on Game Pass. Uh, I told you about it that you have to go yep. play it. Um, Signalis is is the name of the game. Um, it's really, really good. Let's just start with that. This it, is a really fucking good game. Yeah, it's so well made. Um, such a like. I know we're always jamming on by these games that harken back to the old days of survival horror, and, and this is like, oh, that's that's all fucking trash compared to this. This is <laughs> this has done it way better than any anything I've seen. Um, to be honest, just the the level of polish and how well it plays. Um, mm. I guess we should probably explain what it is. So the the story's a wee bit vague Very, I, well. I would say <laughs> uh, um but uh the gist of things is you seem to be some kind of i don't know if they're androids or, or they call them replicas replicas uh, 
Uh, so, so you're one of the and, and you crash. You've you've crashed um, a spaceship on a planet. You're going to look for someone on that's in on in this facility on this planet. Um, and you go doing that, and everything in this facility has gone horribly wrong. And all the replicas that were working here have are either dead or have turned into basically Silent Hill two nurses, kind of. Mm. <laughs> Um. And uh, yeah, it's it's taken a lot of influence from Silent Hill, a mm. lot of influence from Resident Evil, um, and then some other games as well. Uh, I, I can get the way the camera works. You would you would say Metal Gear, of, a wee bit of old school Metal Gear. That's just what I was gonna say. But yeah. that. I think it kind of works for the style of game it is. It's mm. you, you can't like there's there's certain because obviously it's room by room. Obviously the way Metal Gear was, and some of the way the the the, the rooms are put. The only way I can put it is, is is the way the room is on your screen. It looks weird and awkward. Like I, there was a bit I done yesterday where like the 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 floor below me was flooded, and you had to sort of do the pump puzzle. Yes. Do you remember yep. that bit? Yeah. Right? Do you remember when you go down that ladder and the room is sort of in the top corner of your screen? It's just just that wee weirdness and off-putness. Like, like why is this thing way up here? Is, some, is something down here? Or am I supposed to do so? It's just wee things like that, I think are very well done. If something's not where it's always supposed to be, which is in the dead center of the screen, if something's just sitting up in the top corner, you go, oh, that's weird. And again, that just adds that wee sort of, ooh, to the game. Just, mm. just wee small, and it doesn't do it. I think it's only done it the once or twice so far, and I've just you just remember those bits because it's not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They they use that that camera angle well. The, the mm. it's top down isometric gives you the option to use tank controls, but I have no idea why you would. No, because the camera angle doesn't switch. So nope. up up is always up. Mm. So uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend going for tank controls in this. Um, no, be no point. The uh, they've done a really good job of modernizing stuff as well. It's like uh, all your guns have a, a a laser sight, so you can see when you're locked on, and it'll show you when you're locked on to what enemy. Um, and like the longer you aim, the the square, the lock on square will get s- smaller. So you know. Uh, well, I'm assuming you do more damage, or there's less chance you'll miss. Um, mm. The uh, I think it does like a critical shot. Yeah, you can down stuff in in one shot sometimes. The it, like everything's so scarce as well. Ammo. Hi, um, holy shit! And it it'll give you some like real fucking risk reward situations there'll be a room and that room only exists to hold like you know a bunch of ammo and healing items and they'll say that but there's like three enemies in here uh so what do you want to do you're gonna have to get in a fight here or do some real fancy juking and jiving uh to get around them but yeah that's 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 good shit Um, my best friend at the moment has been the cattle prods yeah, so they're kind of like the Resident Evil remake. T- 
tasers yes. and, and knives. It's like uh, get out of jail free. Hi. Um. Yeah. They they can be handy for taking on rooms. Like, I save them up for that. I save them up for where no, no like I need to take out three or four things really quick. Um. Yep. And and keep those for that. Uh, have you come across the to like all the uh, replicas? There, there's different types, and you, you'll find like uh, biographies and, and breakdowns of the different models. And and there's mm. actually those are the different types of enemies. Have you seen the one that you basically uh, you can't shoot or shooting them is completely useless? Have you seen that yet? No, I have only got up to let's let's say my first boss. I'm not gonna mention it then, because uh, okay, you can figure that um, shit out for yourself. <laughs> well, I'm at the first boss, you know the it's in like the big exo suit. Yeah, yeah. It took me a wee while to figure out that I don't have to shoot him to put him down. He will go down eventually, and that's when you wheel on him. Yeah, they sort sort of like it's overheating or something, and opens ah. the face shield. Um, yep. Yeah, they're and just spews out blood all over. This. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a story behind why that is as well. Um, oh, very good. Like if you read all the the notes, um, it's got a very cool look to it as well. Yeah, it's that that PS one that that was an old game. I was or, or sort of games that I, I was going to compare to. There's a couple of first person sections that are really reminiscent yes. of early from software stuff. Mm. Uh, really put me in mind of that. Um, some def- of the first person stuff can be very unnerving, I find. Uh, I don't know why it's, you know, you've been playing it Metal Gear style the whole time, and then it does this weird first person thing, and you're like, right, why am I in first person? And like, th- <laughs> there was a bit on the train. Do you remember, like, you put the video cassette in, and you see your woman sitting on the edge of the train? Yep. And yep. just as you get up there, she disappears and I'm like ah shit am I going to turn around and she's going to be standing here in my face or something but um, yeah the, the first it's a cool sort of switch up the way it does that mm. you know you put in like a videotape and you'll see something or certain rooms you'll go into and the puzzle will all be first person as well so very well put together um, and like you say what did you call those early from software games where you had that sort of very slow movement we had like Kingsfield uh, uh, would be the Kingsfield the most famous ones, but the, there's there's other games that are uh, they've done that are first person and very deliberate sort of moving around like like that as well. Mm. Uh, and of course, the art style is obviously very. Well, I would class it as an anime art. Style. Yeah, oh, 100 hundred percent. Um, there's also a lot of influence from different horror movies. I, I know that's like mm. sort of Silent Hill two thing again, but this uh, this is very Kubrick in uh, like. And, and Alien is sort of where I'm thinking it's, it's pulling a, a lot of influence. Uh, yep. Uh, especially in the, sort of those, you get a lot of those quick sort of shots of just, just the, the, the main character's face. And then yep. like weird shit will start happening. Uh, I guess that's very Cronenberg-esque as well. <laughs> True, actually, yeah. Listen to me, you act like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> big fucking oh it's very Cronenberg yeah but it just it, like it blends all that stuff together really really well um, and it's just really satisfying to play you know that it nails that sort of 
like in Resident Evil, where you're unlocking all the different rooms and you're clearing out the floor and then yep. just moving on to the next thing, and it, it nails that. It's got like the the feel of ice that isolation feel of mm. of a silent hill, um, and the 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 soundtrack as well is very very mm. silent hill, um, and uh, I everyone should go play that, especially if you're into your survival horror games. Um, and I'm really enjoying it now. I, I do think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, like the moment it started, I was a bit sort of this doesn't feel like a horror game. This feels more like Metal Gear. And then obviously all the sort of weird camera shots and all that there started happening. Um, <laughs> and that's what I was like. Yep, this is this is definitely a horror game. You see, although you know the one. Yet. <laughs> okay, you know the one thing I don't understand. And like you say, the story to the game is very vague. But you know when you put in like a cassette and you will like as, as i said earlier the woman on the train you're watching this videotape and you pick up a key card mm -hmm. in the video and mm -hmm. then suddenly it's in your inventory and mm -hmm. you're like okay that has happened in silent hill many times weird shit like True. that so uh yeah yeah um <laughs> I love it. Uh, this yeah. episode was like this. This is bonkers, but it's it's bonkers in an absolutely brilliant way. It's bonkers in the way it should be. Uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely, it's sort of weird, dreamlike. Again, that's that's more Silent Hill stuff. That's that's the the stuff in in those, you know, especially those first three games that was that made them so good is is having that sort of dreamlike quality, not knowing what's real, what's not real, that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, this this gets it. Um, this is definitely a better Silent Hill game than Bluebird Team will ever make. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm willing to say that right now. I'm guessing this is just me taking a, a shot in the dark, but I'm guessing this these developers. I'm guessing they're German because I noticed it, it, yeah. all the text on the wall seems to be. German. <laughs> but that was just the add to the weirdness of the whole thing, you know. Yeah, because you've got this anime style, but it's German language, and you know, obviously everyone's. It, it, it's uh... <laughs> anime is very popular in Germany. Uh, I have no idea if they're German, but yeah, like uh, as you say, like so much of the stuff, the posters and, and all that is in German. Mm. German, but that could be just part of the lore of this world. That yeah, true, true. It, it was Germany that's that, or the company that all these replicas work for is German. I don't know. It's hard to Could say. Be. Um, uh. But that, the the posters of definitely like the background. Everything's got this this you know Cold War propaganda East Germany yeah. feel to it. Yep. Uh, and yep, it does. Aye. Uh, um, and you know it's always on about uh, what is it. Oh, what are they called? Ration marks. Yes, <laughs> that's like the the currency and all. So there's definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely about a Cold War shit in there, which I is again about, more you know, gear. people being arrested for so many cycles and things like that. Mm -hmm. And is the Adler? I've noticed all the the things. There's always they're always talking about some guy called Adler. He's always the guy complaining that somebody knows the radio code. So that's the oh. uh, that's the station administrator. Um, right. You guess you you haven't met him yet. You'll you'll meet him at one point. Right. Okay. I say I'm just up to that boss, so I must get a, a further bash at it. But sadly, I haven't been able to put 
as much time as I wanted into it because I've been playing a few other games. Um, and what would that be? Well, I got the the DLC for Resident Evil Eight, which the it comes with like you can play the whole standard game in third person now, and you've got more stuff for the mercenaries. But the 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 main event is the Shadow of Rose DLC campaign, mm-hmm. and it's really good. Um, it kind of it again typical Resident Evil, you know it. There's a loose story in there, and to be honest, it's kind of very evil within story. You know the way everyone gets locked into this dude's consciousness, and it's all jumbled up memories, and you're able to just go because of this, you can go from here to here instantly. Yeah. They've kind of done that with this. So Rose is entering into the conscience of the big mega mice thing to try and get something, yada yada yada. But she's bouncing around all these different memories now within this mega mice but. It's pretty much. I'm not. It's more of the same, except there's a few more extra abilities that she has because she's obviously Ethan's daughter. Um, enemies are sort of. It's not. You're not f- tackling the same enemies. Some of the enemies are really fucking annoying. Actually, at, at the start before you get your abilities, because they just completely no sell gunfire, and you're just like, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, stop, stop coming towards me so fast, you know. But um. Uh, there was one section that has really stood out with me so far. Uh, so you go back to the doll's house. Mm-hmm. And this time, uh, <laughs> the mannequins are standing all around the place. And there's this section where you'll hear a voice telling you, don't look away from the mannequins. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Doing the you have to. Bollocks. Oh, okay. Well, this is. <laughs> no, <laughs> This is very well done, though, because you, the moment you look, because you have to turn corridors and stuff at some stage. Yeah. And you'll hear them clattering towards you, and you'll see them come clattering around the corner, and then they'll stop because you're looking at them again. But then, if if you're like me and you're thinking, oh, this is simple, I'll walk backwards up the corridor. No, there's one stand at the other end as well. So you'll just hear the clattering coming from behind you. So you'll spin and she'll stop, but then you'll hear the clattering behind you again, and you're like, oh, shit. So you basically have to try and work out how to get around the house without getting caught and stuff. But yeah, I thought it was very cool the way it was done. Um, but I got through that and now where I'm a, I think I'm back in the main village and stuff. But they've basically borrowed a lot of assets from the main game. Um, they changed a few things though, which is weird. Uh, Duke's a baddie now, which is odd. Okay. It's, yeah. it's how, how long has it been though? Well, she's 16 years now. So it's like she's a baby. Ah, exactly. At least 15 Um, years. But again, it's obviously not really him. It's some memory someone has of him or something. I don't know. Right, so that's why everything is still the way it it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically she's trying to find this thing to cure of her abilities because she doesn't want to have these powers anymore, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, it's... It's not short either. I've, I've put a good couple of hours into it now, and you're definitely getting your money's worth out of it. Um, but yeah, if you enjoyed Resi 8, this is just more of Resi 8. With a few new environments, there's a couple of cool new environments where you get shrunk down and the big giant dolls are chasing you instead of the other way around. That was pretty cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. I mean, it's only 15 quid as well. 
like I say, if you enjoyed the mercenaries or you want to play through Resi 8 again completely in third person, there's that option as well. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I think it's no secret I loved Resi 8, so I was definitely getting this no matter what. Yeah. I must and then give it a look. The other one I've been playing is Shooter's Blood and Teeth. <laughs> I'm I'm not a Warhammer fan. I am far from a Warhammer fan. But if you're if you release the trailer with an absolutely kick ass soundtrack and a Contra style gameplay, completely hand drawn, you're going to get my attention. You're going to get my attention. So yeah, this this is just a 2D, completely hand drawn, Contra style game. If you if you're wondering what that it's just a side scrolling shooter where you play as an orc from the 40k universe who has had his wig stolen and he's not happy about this so he goes on an absolute rampage and the soundtrack's amazing i don't know what else to say about it it's just silly old school 2d fun um yeah if, if you don't even play it just go listen to the soundtrack on spotify it's fucking <laughs> badass <laughs> the, the soundtrack's really what grabbed my attention and then obviously realized oh shit this is all hand-drawn this is class looking so went and grabbed it there it came out last week and very much enjoying that so yeah uh, i don't think it's too long i think i'm near done and i've only put maybe about three or four hours into it but those type of games obviously if you make them go on too long you are going to get bored quickly so yeah the, uh, the is... good thing about it is you can customize your, your you've got different classes of work to pick from and there is an absolute ton of guns in it so you're always changing your loadouts depending on who you're fighting, depending on the enemies are and things like that. So it keeps oh, you sort of swapping and changing. And and there's actual PvP multiplayer in this as well. Oh fuck, I didn't even know that. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. So that would be like a controversial mode. Do you think they release too many Warhammer games and things can get lost in the shuffle? This, oh, 100%, this definitely 100%. seems like a game that we get. Like everyone's just gonna see, and oh, it's another Warhammer game. I'm not even gonna look at this. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you if you look at a screenshot, it has an art style though. I think it definitely mm. stands out. hundred oh, percent. Like it's not all. What do they all say? Grim dark or whatever the uh, fuck. Uh, this is very tongue in cheek. It's almost it's kind of taking the piss out of Warhammer. A wee this, bit. Is, this is a Warhammer Saturday morning cartoon. That's what this is. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's what that is. Um, but even, like I say, I, I'm I don't follow. I'm not following the whole. Sto- well, I say the whole story. I there's bits where they're talking about these different races but the orcs don't really care. They just like to get into a fight, but he's not even caring about that at the moment. He just wants his wig back that was stolen. And I think that's the best thing to do for someone who doesn't really understand Warhammer is give them a silly reason for this game to be happening. It's like, you're pissed your wig was stolen. Go kill everything until you get it back. Yeah. That sounds like a plan to me. I don't give a fuck about gene stealers. Give me back my fucking wig. Yeah, give me my wig. <laughs> But I got that one last week, and I've been laughing and playing away at that. But I was actually looking forward to that one for a while because, like I say, the soundtrack caught me here. But I got that one off GOG. Um, I didn't realize there was P- PvP, and I must give that a look. Well, so this claims, and it looked like it was like, you know, four players jumping about shooting at each other. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Well, there's loads of arenas where you have to, they do like the 
the goreness thing in Doom. You know, you'll get locked in a room and they'll just go right, survive the waves and that's mm. that. I think that's when it's actually at its most fun because you're just running around, bouncing, shooting, just constantly on the move, trying to keep a loop going. But then they'll just throw in waves and waves and waves of enemies. So that's yeah, pretty cool game. Oh yeah, yeah, it is up to four. Can scrap it out in the arena. There you go. Oh sweet. There you go. <clears throat> right. Uh. So game news then. Uh. I don't know how long <laughs> we'll talk about this because this stuff can be a bit dry, but there's, you know, all sorts of, like, do you want to know how the consoles are doing financially-wise? Is, ga- is Game Pass worth it? Fly down. So there's been a ton of stuff. Um, wait, Phil Spencer getting interviewed and uh, financial results and all come, come out uh, this past week. And we have a, a bunch of stuff about Xbox and PlayStation. So Xbox, uh, to begin with, uh, on their Game Pass. Um, so Game Pass has now missed its um, its growth target for the second year running. Um, but it is growing. And then when you look at what the growth targets actually were, it's like, are you fucking insane? Uh, so last year, like they they wanted to grow it by forty eight percent, and it hit thirty eight percent, and then this year it was like seventy three percent. Aye, <laughs> it grew by twenty eight, so it's slowing down. Um, but you know that's affected a lot by how many consoles there are out there and how many people actually want to sign up to Game Pass. Now that that still means that there are over twenty five million subscriptions and Phil Spencer has confirmed that it is now profitable, which is good. because mm-hmm. uh, that means, you know, this like for value, uh you cannot beat this uh for games. Uh like it's you're talking a, a what is it, a tenner a month? Seven ninety nine. That's for the PC only one. Oh, sorry, that's for the PC only one. Yes, that's um, what I say. But whatever, the like you you can't beat it for getting to play a shit ton of games, some new mm. games on day one, um, and any anything that a Microsoft Studio brings out will be day one. Now, that's probably part of the the reason why they're maybe not seeing the growth. They need to put more, like stuff that you cannot get literally anywhere else uh on there um because i I say there's a few fair few people like you know still just want to you know well buy a thing on playstation instead and or uh, Mm. you know thing things like that but um yeah that that's it it, it's good that it's profitable i just hope it's enough for them to not like pull plugs on this but it, it looks like they're they're in for the long haul here um, yeah, it would be a bit mad for them to pull the plug on it after, you know, when they do their sort of Xbox sort of showcases and stuff, their favorite thing to say is, oh, it'll be available on Game Pass, and everyone's all, yeah, class, you know, because yeah, you get they, brand new games without even paying for them. They, they've kind of leaned all the way into this. It'll be interesting what happens when them uh, Bethesda games start, start hitting, because um, mm. do you really want to pay... <laughs> 60 pound for a Bethesda game or just game mm. uh, you know what some people will because they're like I'm going to play this game for the rest of my life you know like Skyrim <laughs> <laughs> um, 
We wouldn't know anyone like that, would we, Colin? <laughs> Surely not. Um, so the, they have also said that their hardware revenue is up, and they had they've Xbox has had its best Q one ever. Um, but also, uh, Phil Spencer said that they are like the hardware revenue being up doesn't mean too much because they do lose money on every Xbox they sell. So mm. it's like a two hundred dollars they lose for every Series S and one hundred dollar for every Series X, but like it's the game they're trying to get people on the Game Pass. That's that's why. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's good that the Game Pass is profitable and the numbers seem to be okay from from well, from my point of view anyway. But you know how executive people are uh, also yeah. uh let's just keep in mind they they just uh microsoft just sacked a bunch of people earlier this month which is 100 percent to do with oh we have to do financials let's make them look better by sacking a bunch of people some people who have been there for like 25 years Oof. it's messed up that's a bit grim uh on the playstation side of stuff uh so since they did their rollout of the, the new PlayStation Plus with its tiered subscriptions, uh, their subscriptions have dropped by 2 million. <laughs> but oh, PlayStation Plus is making more money because obviously like people have upgraded and are paying them more. Mm. Um, and I will say the uh, <laughs> stacking this up next to the Game Pass number, PlayStation Plus has... 45.4 million players um which again is not really a surprise because there's so many playstations out there and you need plus to play oh, online that's right because plus is still on ps4 i was about to say how the fuck can they have 45 million if there's only 25 million playstations sold that's right yeah playstation yeah. 4 as well yeah <laughs> yep. you can't forget about that um <laughs> Yeah, so their revenue's up 10% on that. Uh, they also reported that game sales are down uh, last year, first party on third party, which is, again, kind of... Yeah, no shit, everyone was trapped inside last year, so they bought more games, mm. and everyone's allowed out again now, so not so much. Um, and as you mentioned there, they have shipped 25 million PS5s uh, up until now, which is a lot of fucking PS5s. That is. How many of that? How many of that? Twenty-five million are lying in some scalper's fucking. <laughs> He's sitting there praying that suddenly there's a sort shortage again. <laughs> well, they're ramping up production, so you're kind of fucked. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I hope there is a bunch of people sitting on play PlayStation fives they couldn't sell. Yep. Same. Uh. I would be curious. I wonder if CEX still trying to dig their arm in as well. Because do you remember what they were trying to sell them for like 500 quid? No, no, 800 quid. Yeah, they were really fucking... They were being real shit for that. Legal scalpers, basically. It, it's That's the thing. It's, it's all legal. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think there's a law against it. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, if you're sitting outside a gig selling tickets, you do see boys getting sort of 
lifted by the cops. I think that's illegal. But huh. just buying, like, actually, do I don't, I don't know. Um, it's weird, but I don't think there's anything illegal to just buying up a bunch of stuff and selling it online. <laughs> I'm putting CX is still selling PlayStation Five for. I'm actually looking at it. So yeah, six fifty. Six fifty. I'm seeing. Oh, I've got unboxed. Sorry, unboxed. Six ten, but six hundred. Now you can easily, Holy easily shit the uh, unboxed. So like, definitely second hand, and it's still over retail. Yeah, I mean, oh, these guys... still, they'll take them off you for four hundred and thirty-five pound. So they're oh, still giving you more money than than. So I could go in, buy a PS five, take it to CEX, make a tenner. <laughs> Why? <laughs> why would you do what? that? But why are they still doing that? I don't know. Has no one told them that hey, they're available these days? <laughs> you fucking idiot! I, I know it's been fairly easy. No, no. Oh, I. No point in taking me checking games fucking site because it never fucking works. But no, uh, to, to walk, I, walk I know you can go into and. High street and just just left one um, easily. That's mad. They're still trying, hey. But again, I'm not sort of surprised either because it is them. Yeah, they're uh, they're dying, surely. Mm. I mean, physical media is kind of on its way out, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where. That's where games are at. And it's always useful to keep an eye on that because, you know, you know how... Especially if you're going to buy one of these. Um, you know, you want to yep. know, um, is it going to be supported? And, uh, yeah, Phil Spencer also said that um, they're, they're not going to... You know, they came out and said they're not increasing prices, but... Uh, it's likely that they probably will. So if you want an Xbox, get one. Yeah, this could this, be the time this year before before they increase the price. I don't. That's never happened before, has it? Never. Prices have always like gone down. Yep, I've oh. never heard of something, especially something that's been out for you're talking two years now in these consoles, and suddenly the prices are starting to go up. Uh, speaking of Game Pass as well, um, the main, uh, I don't know his name, but the guy in charge of uh, the Like a Dragon, formerly the uh, Yakuza, like the, the studio head there, has basically credited Game Pass for the reason why these games have finally got traction in the west because like the first yakuza game came out on the ps2 holy shit really yeah and was pretty much or was it the p no it was a ps2 game um it was like you know pretty niche thing uh and you would say like the the yakuza series now is like proper big deal headline you know Hmm. um series that's that's gonna 
be like really anticipated, which w- it wouldn't always be that way. Well, I think you put it best when you says the Yakuza series is what it's like the evolution and the or it's it's kind of what Shenmue have evolved into. Yeah, yeah, um, hundred percent it is. Uh, it's like. It's like taking Shamu and sort of. I'm trying to phrase this in a way it doesn't like sound like I'm saying Shamu is shit because I don't think <laughs> that at all. Bring that into the present day. It's making it more of a like a fun game, <laughs> accessible <laughs> fun game. It's more more actiony and and stuff, uh, mm. but it it also gets that sort of you know exploring streets and and stuff like that. Shenmue's a lot mm. smaller scale in terms of like uh, the the size of the the town you're in and and stuff. Ah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I love this series, um, and it's it's good that. That stuff like it's, it's on PlayStation Plus as well, uh, and Game Pass has uh, made people actually pay attention to it, mm. which is maybe something you should do someday. Maybe I know I have a bunch of them on in my library on the PlayStation too. <laughs> um, you know, you know, me and open world games were not the best of friends. I really have to be in the oh, mood. No, right, right. So open world is like a bad description for this so it's like the areas you're in are open but it's not this isn't like a, a gta where it's like taking you you know half an hour to get across the map it's like this we contained it's a couple of streets you're just running around doing stuff and then oh, it's more like a hub yeah and then you're constantly getting into See, hubs love hubs hubs is you know how deus ex was built mm. yes yeah. i yeah. know so yeah. i always thought yakuza was like gta a big massive open city no 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 Oh, this sounds way better then. It's it's much smaller scale than that. Everything you're walking everywhere. Um, you know, you can take ta- taxis to warp to certain parts of the map, but the maps are very, mm-hmm. very dense but small. Um, but the amount of detail they pack in uh, just makes it feel alive. Um, ah. and and that's part of uh, part of the the appeal of of these series. Um, I it's it's especially cool if you've actually. You know, if you've ever been to the area in Japan that it's based on, um, it's it's cool because you, you you see sort of stuff that you you know recognize and oh very cool um, or that that's based on on stuff. But it's yeah, it's that like really good. You you should give it a try because at the very basic, you can skip the, any of the cutscenes and it's just a brawl. Well, no, no, now that I know it's not a freaking you know, big open world thing. I definitely will, because I thought it was going to be the whole, you know, getting cars, driving around, and doing just that whole malarkey, but... Mm. Aye. No, if you can get around everything on foot, that that death, that sells me. No dragon. Because I know I can't be that big in. Except in uh, Like a Dragon, there is a uh, a kart racer minigame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things you've never played, are you like the one person who's never played The Witcher 3? I'm the one person who's never <laughs> played The Witcher 3 or GTA 5. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> uh, so they're remaking the... Uh, the first game? Oh yeah, I heard they're doing this. They're doing a remake of the original. Yeah. This is obviously because the series... Because I know when The Witcher first came out, the original Witcher game, 
Mm -hmm. It didn't exactly have the same traction that The Witcher has now. No, like CD Projekt Red were tiny then. Uh, yep. It, uh, it was very much a more old school traditional PC RPG type thing. Mm. Um, less less actiony, um, almost turn based type type combat, um, and yeah, it's if someone played the if you had the biggest fan of Witcher three, where this was the first game and you sat them down in front of the Witcher, they'd probably be like, "What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> this, <laughs> this is not what I signed up for." Um, so yeah, it's probably a good move, but it it's that kind of you know, yeah, this is this this will get a lot out of a remake. It's like how you would think, yeah, remake and Silent Hill one would be a good idea since it's a PlayStation <laughs> game. Oh, let's not go down that road again. <laughs> um, yeah, it could definitely do with a a full ground up remake, which makes it more in line with the uh, with Witcher three, and I'm pretty sure it was supposed to get a console release that it never actually got. Now, when was the original released? The original Witcher? Oh, fuck. Early 2000s? Early 2000s? So it would have been PS2? It might have been... 2007? Right, so it would have been PS2 stroke PS3 era? Hmm. I'm calling that early 2000s. Because since the 2000s, there's a thousand years, and that's seven years in. So plenty. <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty early. We're over. <laughs> that was 15 fucking years ago. Yep. So, I <laughs> Early 2000s. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'll probably play this. It's using Unreal 5 too, isn't it? Yeah. Have, have any actual Unreal 5 games come out yet? I don't think so, but um, I've just realized we don't have it in the notes. And just speaking of Unreal 5, I'll just say this and get it out of the way quickly. <laughs> cool. Whoever, whoever done that Metal Gear 3 fucking fake video, oh, fuck uh, <laughs> what are you playing at? Why would you, why would you do that? The same reason that guy made up all those side hole rumors over the years because he's a prick and likes the we're attention. Just, we're just going to end up getting Bloober Team doing a fucking Metal Gear if he's not careful. <laughs> but yeah, I noticed that um, that there was this video. Oh look, Metal Gear Three, the remake. And again, I go, why make Metal Gear Three? Why suddenly just jump in at three? <laughs> But then after, you know, Konami just announced they're going to do two in Silent Hill. It's like, you know, it doesn't surprise me. But then everyone sort of went, wait a minute, this is just a bunch of stock uh, Unreal uh, 5 engine footage. So this is bullshit. So yeah, well, that's how they were able to get rid of it. To be honest, three probably, of all, if you want to remake anything at the minute, three probably would make the most amount of sense. Two is too complicated to be jumping in that. Um, and mm. it's people still don't like well don't like riding there it's it's still a good game but it was like mm -hmm. Kojima's playing some shit there I mean, a lot of people would have slapped him in the face for that it's like where's my fucking snake you cunt <laughs> um, one's been remade before yes 
Uh, and then you can't remake. I remember buying that, thinking it was another game. Oh, Twin Snakes. Yeah, because at the time, you know, the remake thing wasn't really well known. No. So I had a cube, and I remember picking up Metal Gear, the Twin Snakes, going, fuck, what the hell's this? And then going, wait a minute, this is just the first one. But then I remember going, wait a minute, this is Metal Gear 1 with Metal Gear 2's engine? Sweet! (laughs) So... Um, And then 3 is really good. And I don't think you can... You shouldn't even try Remake 4, it's too bonkers. just, Just don't do it. I'm surprised they even just haven't done a remaster of that and go, hey, we're sorry about that fuck up on the PS3. Here it is properly. I still Without having to wait nearly an hour in between segments. Oh, shit. Remember that? I, I, but also, that's the most Kojima thing ever. Yeah. Call, watch Snake smoke this cigarette. Just For because. Oh, my God. I still think four might be my favorite. Four is a four is a good game. Although I do remember it got a bit. I remember just at the end going, "Wait, what the fuck was like?" Do you remember? I know we've gone off on a tangent here. Don't worry, we we do know. But you remember you're obviously doing that bit where you're crawling through the, like basically the microwave corridor and your <laughs> suit's blowing up and all, right? Yep. Yep. And Otacon's with you in the wee thing, you know. You know, spurring you on, going, "Come on, Snake, come on!" Uh-huh. And then Snake doesn't even do anything. Otacon does it in the wee thing, and you're like, "Why did Snake have to come through this corridor?" Then Otacon just hates his fucking guts. And told him he had to. <laughs> like, oh, you gotta come through here, Snake. And you're like, he didn't even do anything. You wee bastard! You just made him call through a microwave oven. <laughs> and he's but he's fine after it. He's still alive at the fucking end of that cave. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Fucking everyone's alive. I, 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 oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fucking credits rolling and such and such as Big Boss. And I was all, hey, and then an hour and a half cutscene oh happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, you, you look, you, you just, you can see the very clear, like, if you go from Metal Gear 4 to Death Stranding, you can see the very clear steps there. It just goes to show how Metal Gear 5 is definitely not the game he wanted to make. Mm. It's definitely not, because there's fuck all cutscenes in it. And Konami wouldn't pay for what's-his-fucking-face, Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> to say more than three words, so he was shit out of luck there. Uh, yeah, speaking of The Witcher... Oh yeah, Henry Cavill is not going to be returning for season four, which makes you think, why are you bothered doing a season four then? Yeah, uh, they're getting Chris Hemsworth's brother who played Thor in the we fake play in the Thor films. Yeah, he was. He's the guy in Expendables two. Oh God, really? Oh, he gets Liam Hemsworth. Ah, Liam Hemsworth, uh, he gets picked off by Jean-Claude. He gets a knife kicked into his heart. Okay. Okay. I don't think I can... Then, I can... To say I can't picture anyone by Henry... But I, I, when Henry Cavill was announced, I was like, I, I can't... I can't imagine any Geralt that isn't Geralt from the games. Mm-hmm. 
But the thing is, I think he absolutely nailed that performance because he is such a big fan. He just did a, did the impression we get from the games, really. Uh, well, do you think maybe not? But do you think? Do what? you think Liam Hemsworth will be able? Like, I'm I'm not trying to be funny. Isn't Liam Hemsworth nearly like half a foot shorter than Henry Cavill? <laughs> I have no idea. I know nothing about Liam Hemsworth. So I couldn't say. Gerald's going to shrink in the wash, as far as I can tell. <laughs> so the, the the reason he's saying for this is just you know difference in what direction he wanted Gerald to have more dialogue like he did in the books where he monologues a lot um, and hmm. the showrunners didn't um, I'm going to say that Superman money must have had yeah. <laughs> must have um, yeah I thought he was done with Superman Aye. yeah but then it sort of came back around because everyone was screaming about Schneider cuts and shit, so whatever. I but even at that, I thought he was still all done. You pay him enough, you get him back. Sure. Uh, what's his face was done with Wolverine. Ah, uh, true, true. Drive a double of money up to his house, and it's all good. I, I reckon Ryan Reynolds just badgered him into doing it, though. <laughs> he was like, "Right, fine, 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 leave me alone." <laughs> There's a good chance of that, eh? <laughs> there, there actually is. Um. But. Yeah. Uh. So the the new Modern Warfare uh or Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Two came out. <laughs> or is this yep. a remake? No, it's not a remake because it's a completely different game. It looks fucking amazing. Have you seen like graphically? Hi. Like Amsterdam looks insane. Really accurate. So accurate that a uh, hotel uh, in in Amsterdam is saying, "Oi, get us out of your <laughs> game about shooting boys. We're not into this." <laughs> I don't know. Like it's you're on the street and they're just depicting the street. So I don't know if there's much to this. But they're like, "Yeah, we don't support games that seem to encourage the use of violence." It's like, it's a, it's a game, though. But at yeah. the same time. Like, oh, Activision has said, oh, this is not a commentary on current events. It's like, yes, it is. It's called modern warfare. <laughs> you're doing anti-terrorism stuff and all, and yep. you're dealing with cartels. and It's the same Ubisoft dance around the shit. We we want the controversy. We or we want the, yep. the aesthetic, but not the controversy, and we're just going to dance around. But like people will... People will take their own meanings from the stuff you put in there, whether you want them to or not. So, um, but then at the same time, then they put a fucking Burger King skin <laughs> that costs 30 quid. 30 fucking quid. 30 fucking quid for you to put a, to have a Burger King t-shirt. What the fuck? And an hour of double XP. Fuck me, hey. That is disgusting yep <laughs> absolutely disgusting who's paying for this like, mad people or wins um i will point out that um these are people that this is third party sellers by the way mm. um but 
I think that Activision themselves have put this precedent in that this is what these kinds of things are worth. Like, mm. yeah, there's something you go into a Burger King and, and, and get. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, there's people buying these for 30. There's someone asking for 5181 for one of the codes, and it's just like... I don't get it, though. Like, if I... If I'm playing an online game and I have the choice of what my character can wear, there'll be uh-huh. a fucking frozen day in hell before my character wears a Burger King t-shirt. Like, who who loves Burger King that much that they want to wear it in their online game? I don't know. Someone probably think they're being ironic and funny. But Some you're... streamer dickhead, no doubt. You're, you're, you're supposed to get this with, like, uh, a Whopper meal, like right, free. So you, you just go in and get a Whopper, and you get one then. Yeah, and then there's people selling them f- for like multiple times the price of the fucking meal. Wait, so they're trying to FOMO thing like, oh look, I've got this code, and you won't be able to get one in time. Oh, juice on this. Yeah. You're one of these people that has to have all the skins. Yeah. And you might say, it's like, oh, but uh, they're giving, Activision are giving away for free. It's like, but then these people are doing the exact same thing that Activision does anyway with their other mm-hmm. skins when they charge you £20 for John McLean or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know, um, they uh, again, they, they set the precedent. Um, don't know why people want it at all or would pay that much. There. Is double XP for an hour that, re- that valuable? <laughs> Probably not, no. Fuck me, hey. <laughs> it's it just you know you know all the sort of the the bad mouthing we did about Battlefield when it just didn't play very well. Mm. At least at that stage they hadn't done any of this shit. Now I know Battlefield now have a store where you can pay real money for shite. But at yeah. least they were working on just making the game work rather than going right here's our game, and instantly we're going to sell all these fucking bullshit skins along with it. Yeah, the, th- uh, the skin stuff, I just don't. I wouldn't even consider it anymore. Um, mm. I'm just not, not, not interested. <laughs> I wonder, can we get our money back from Apex? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that's a bit, that's a bit of a long way free and the amount I played true, that, that true, true. we I keep bought, forgetting that but I bought keep a, forgetting that a skin one time um, hmm. which I was fine with because I played that free game a hell of a lot uh, oh, I, we, we had literally hundreds of hours in that but these are like full price third charge they'll charge you, you know, 70 quid for this game and then say, could you want another skin? Please pay us another 20 or 15. Which is insane. Absolutely insane. You have to wonder then, I mean, you look at, like, 70 quid for Call of Duty. And, like, EA was trying the same thing with Battlefield. And the content in those games... It's hard to justify seventy pound, like. Aye, uh, aye. And if they're gonna go and and do that free to play stuff, I was like, why don't you just go free to play? Why? why yeah. 
but well, the answer to that is because enough people still are still buying. buying. Uh. Uh, uh, well, apparently that Call of Duty campaign is a thing that exists. So, that's oh what, yeah, that's that's, right. that's what you're getting. At least it still tries to do a campaign, and you got that very nice looking. Uh, you know Amsterdam, but I was watching videos, and it just it is like the Call of Duty campaigns haven't really changed much. It's like run in a no. straight line, shoot three guys, run in a straight line, shoot three guys. Yeah, it's it's yep. it's very very linear to the point. Insert of, set piece with minigun. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what it is. Even this one's like ah, oh, here's here's the sneaky about in a ghillie suit, and then use a sniper rifle. Uh. Where did we get that from? Mm. Uh yeah, um, but that that's always what with Call of Duty. I don't play Call of Duty, so I'm not gonna uh, get too. Nah, I don't really give a shit. I haven't played it for a long time. Um, like, speaking of the, we were talking about there are all these. I don't really call them microtransactions, but like just the the in-game stores. Well, this is for mm. an actual Overwatch game. Is Blizzard's been sending out like questionnaires to people about specifically about the store. I think mm. maybe people aren't spending as much money as they thought they would. Yep. Through my, in, in my experience uh, playing that game, yeah, I don't not seeing a lot of premium skins running about nope. there. Seeing a lot. I'm of, seeing a uh, lot of Overwatch uh, One skins. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is weird as well. Like we're see also using our uh, legendary skins in Overwatch One. Are we inadvertently advertising those skins to the new players and maybe shouldn't do that? Mm. We'll give them the FOMO, and you you be like, no, 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 wait, I got this for free. Don't go fucking pay fifteen pound for it. The skins were the skins were worn. You can't even buy at the moment. That's the thing. Oh, they they can come up in the store. Aye, they they have to come up in the store. So as long as we check the store and make sure we're not wearing the skins that are in the store <laughs> at the moment, we're all good. Okay. Yeah, have a clear conscience. I that plus you know our level is like. There's no way we've got to that level already just with Overwatch 2 but for like a couple of weeks. Well, maybe at this stage, maybe. If there's people who play none but Overwatch all day, every day, they probably would have matched us. Yeah, I just find that interesting that they're asking the question. Uh, it, it does... I think this is less of um, people are complaining too much and more of people aren't spending enough. Yeah. that's. I, they'll try to make this look like, oh, uh, you know what? Oh, we've been thinking about it, and maybe this hasn't. Good guys, uh, what do you think? We want to include uh, you. How can we get the money out of your pocket? (laughs) Give us your fucking money. (laughs) (laughs) I I think even if they made those skins cheaper, I still just out of principle, I'd be like, nah. I'm like, you give me back my three fucking maps I paid for, you cunt. I make all Overwatch One stuff still unlockable. How is that? Then we'll talk. And then we ask. And give me my still, maps back. Still not gonna buy a skin off them. <laughs> no, no. I just you know I'd make them give me all my Overwatch One stuff still. Just it would have to be like for me to buy a skin. It would have to be something like I think looks really cool. And you're never gonna get me by by doing the. the I don't buy into the the Fortnite thing. Like you could have. You know, you could do a ghost in the shell thing, and I still wouldn't buy it. I think no. they. They probably have, man. F- Warzone did. 
There oh, Warzone after it was. And I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. Just nope. A sure thing. Aye, they put sure ashes now in Fortnite. But Bruce Campbell doesn't voice them. But we've got an entire game of Ash with Bruce yep. Campbell. <laughs> exactly. Want that? But that's the thing. It's like, hey, look, we've got Ash in Fortnite. It's like, hey, fuck you. I've got Evil Dead, the game where Ash actually uses his chainsaw to rip deadites apart. I'm not playing some shitty ass fucking Poundland knockoff version of Ash that isn't Bruce Campbell. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good for Bruce Campbell. Yeah, yeah. apparently he was asked and he went, no. <laughs> Good for him. Man has integrity. <laughs> He's the fucking man. <laughs> One last thing. So, we've got all this cross-play shit going on. It's still a pain in the arse to get organized and being able to chat to each other without having ran- mm. random dickheads. Multiple here. apps. <laughs> well, finally, um, Discord integration into PlayStation will happen in March. It already Yay. exists on Xbox. We're it, it's all it's all good. We'll all be able to jump on the Discord regardless of what we're on. Um, Wait, so that so will make things cool. a lot easier. It will, yeah, especially for for crossplay. Mm. Uh, and Naughty Dog's working on a beloved franchise. Apparently. Oh yeah, I was just that was all they said due to time. And yeah, there's fuck all. I was going to ask, what do you think it is? Well, still, it's not Crash Pandicoot, and so it can't be. It's either Jack and Dak or Sly Raccoon. <laughs> Is that beloved? Yeah, by some people, I reckon it's Jack and Daxter because they're talking about a movie. Ah, it's got to be Jack and Dak then. Would you be happy to see a new Jack and Dak? I like those games. I did. I loved I, them. I liked Second the second one's my favorite. I like the way they changed. Massively Hi. between games, like first one was your standard sort of, you know, three D, platformy type thing, and then mm. went, hey, let's do sort of open world, dystopian shooter, and then it was like, how about Mad Max this time? <laughs> and the third one was like, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I'd be willing to play. Uh, another uh, Jack and Daxter, sure. As long as they didn't try and make it all realistic and mad because of their fucking Last of Us success. What would that even... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that would be too weird. Uh, so let's chat a bit about wrestling then. Uh, mm. A few different things have been happening. Um, first, I don't think I mentioned this yet but um new japan pro wrestling is adding a women's title to their list of titles iwgp women's title this was announced ages ago like um and of course does that mean stardom won't be a thing anymore stardom will continue to be a thing um stardom is its own promotion they're owned by the same parent company uh bushy road um, but it'll still be separate. But yeah, it is the stardom, the, the people at stardom that have been competing for this title. They've been having a tournament. Uh, the semi finals have happened, and 
our final has been decided, uh, which will be May Iwatani versus Kyrie, uh, who people might remember as Kyrie Sane, WWE. Um, and that is the most obvious final, but yeah, that's the one it should be. <laughs> uh, May Iwatani is she is the face of stardom has been there since day one uh didn't leave to go anywhere else like the other day one people but you know um if the wwe comes calling you you, ha- you have to answer don't you you really do most yeah. people would say that until you read the young books book <laughs> uh, they were considering it as well they were right they do they, they say themselves <laughs> when they were on the twitter and all they were making it out like they were big league in wwe but secretly they were like should we have taken that phone call oh shit have we made a mistake if tony khan wasn't about and they were offered it they oh, went over there i because they yes. actually do tell you the money the triple h offered them and they're like jaws were on the floor at this stage mm-hmm. would be yeah yeah so uh yeah you don't blame anyone for going mm, mm, of course and not. getting the money um but yeah so the, this the the final is going to be at the uh what do you call it cross the crossover um have uh, mm. grand crossover something historic crossover um is the so that's going to be the first ever New Japan um, stardom joint promotion. Uh, uh-huh. So that should be, I would imagine that's the main event. I would imagine. They've actually uh, got almost the full card lined up here. Um, so it's mostly going to be uh, mixed tag matches uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so you've got Dirty Tom Lawyer teaming up with uh, the current stardom champion, Shuri, to take on uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and uh, Julia, who's had a really good year this past year. She won the the big tournament at stardom, the, uh, the five-star tournament. Um, you got Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Itami Hayashishita never pronounce her name right she was uh she was champion just before shuri uh taking on uh Hiroku goto and uh micah um you've got uh suzuki gun um which is taichi and uh, yoshinobu uh, kanemaru uh teaming up with uh meltier which is tam nakano and natsupoi uh those two Tam Nakano and especially Natsupoi, fucking amazing wrestlers. Uh, really, really good. Um, taking on other Suzuki Goon, El Desperado and uh, <laughs> Tuki, uh, and teaming up with uh, the team of Black Desire, which is Starlight Kid, who has uh, had another fantastic year. She turned heel this year, um, and another great performer, Momo Watanabe. Um, and you've got uh, Okada and uh, Toriyano, and who are teaming up with the Great Muda. Jesus, is he still going? He is on his retirement tour now. Oh, so right. that's that's why he appeared in uh, AEW with uh, the same Sting. Yes, right, right, right. Uh, and Sting will be going over to. I think Sting's doing his actual last match. Maybe, but this is this is basically his last run. Uh, right. Oh, he, he must be some age, hey. Mm, I think he's younger than Sting. 
Which he does know? this thing. I'm sure. I'm sure you've seen him do it in matches. It's one of his wee trademark moves. But I love it when he does it. it it's like this spinning elbow drop he does when you know he's just standing over his opponent. But he does like the spin before he does the elbow drop. It's fucking cracker looking. Like, but he's still mm. doing it at the age. He's, it, it's just. It's, that's just the the smooth motion he used to do. He was an impact for a while doing a bit of a thing, and Jeez uh, used to get some reaction every time. Look, but the, the wee spun and elbow drop, I always thought was cracker looking when he did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got Queen uh, team from Queen's Quest, uh, which is one of the the starter outfits. Uh, Seo uh, Kamatami, uh, Azumi, and Lady C versus uh, a team from another one of the outfits, uh, Donna Del Mondo. Um, and then something called the Stardom Rambo, which I think is like a battle royale type thing. I have no idea, but yeah, uh, it's good that uh, they're doing stuff with the Stardom. Stardom's like really been getting proper traction. Um, going so mm. uh, I can you know we'll probably have big matches. Like they've been at like Wrestle Kingdom for the last few years, but now we'll probably have this title being defended at Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. Um, and hopefully next time we have a Forbidden Door, we can get some uh, some of some of these in. Um, May Watani was in New York last week for their uh, Rumble on Forty Fourth Street event. Which you, you don't get her outside of Japan very often, but she uh, she is one of my favorites. She is fantastic. She's a a crazy crazy fucking story as well. She like she like dropped out of school at middle school and uh, became a shut in, and then sort Jeez. of <laughs> discovered wrestling, got her out of the house and stuff. Uh, it's mad. Basically, wrestling saved her life. Jeez. Um. Yeah, so that's uh, that's come up on the twentieth of November, I think. Hmm, that's the day after full year. Is it? Yes, uh, it full is. year's the nineteenth. Correct. Um, that'll be on the morning after. <laughs> have to get up and watch that. Um. Yeah, so AEW, what's been happening this past week? Um, I guess we'll start with the world title stuff. Um, mm. A couple of different things. We had MJF being interviewed um, by Rene uh, Paquette. That was amazing. That was very good. Um, He's so fucking good. And <laughs> even, even, right, obviously his impression was unbelievable, but. Even before I'm result, with all due respect, Renee, shut the hell up. <laughs> Here's I think Renee's being a bit biased as well, though. She should be. Staying, oh, she is totally staying, staying neutral there. Um, be a professional. Uh, John Moxie defended that title uh, against um, Penta. What a match! Hey? That was a great match. Have we had them two before? Never. I couldn't believe it. That's madness. If you think about it, there's actually quite a few people Mox has never been in the ring with. Yeah. Which obviously will make for great matches down the line at some point, but uh, Penta's one of them. 
Um, he's never been in the ring, obviously. They sorted that the hangman one out. Hopefully, they do get another match, though. I hope they do get the, a proper match. Mm. But I suppose you could save it for down the line as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this this great match. Obviously, Mox wins that. Um, Takes the arm breaker and keeps fighting. Yes. That's how tough he is. I don't think <laughs> Penta's arm breaker has the has the effect it used to. Not in Lucha Underground, I don't No, no. In <laughs> Lucha, it literally broke your arm. In this, it's more like a, I don't know, Ow. just fucks up your arm for a good while. But uh, Lucha, he literally used to rip the bones out of the sockets and all. <laughs> so. He was a bad bastard in that, that show. He is a bad bastard in that show. But um, it still looks cool. I still think it looks fucking brilliant. As long as the right guy's taking it and sells it and all, but um, uh, yeah. So earlier during uh, when MJF was being interviewed, uh, Stokely Hathaway comes out. <laughs> I love the way mm. MJF just slaps the microphone out of his hand before he gets <laughs> <even say> it, <laughs> and basically tells him, "Do not touch John Moxley. I want him at one hundred percent." Yep. Uh, to which, <laughs> right after this match, what do they do? They do a lot of touching John Moxley. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they touch him a lot. Um yeah. we see everyone Bam- comes out and beating pie out of him. They 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 had uh BCC locked up. Yes, that's right. Um put chains around their the, the thing they couldn't get out. Uh so the main story is like we get MGF coming out here and he's mm. doing the whole ah, whatever ah. Jesus <laughs> and he goes running down and tries to help um this is MJF we're talking about. Yep. Putting himself in harm's way to help someone just else. Just tries to call the goons off. That's all. He just goes down and says, hey, hey, come on, pack this in. And I don't think he even gets to finish his sentence before Ethan Page kicks his teeth down the back of his throat. Mm. Ethan, <laughs> Page, Ethan Page. Ethan Page. He's definitely, he's the standout of this group easily. 100%. But it's fucking Ethan Page. I, I would argue he shouldn't even be in this group to be begin with. He does not need it. Uh, but if it lets him, you know, do the Eagles Edge on MJF, that's all good. Aye. Fuck that Eagles Edge is amazing. Hey? Uh, and then uh, gets to, it's on Rampage, but he gets to, to, to cut a promo on MJF after, after that. So His promos are so good as well. He is brilliant, though. Um, He's very old school shouty promo, but it's not like... You know, like some people try it to do the, the shouty promos and you, you just don't buy it. You look at them and you're like, I, I'm not buying this at all. Where Ethan Page, you listen to him and there is almost like a sort of, like he's been working his ass off all these years mm. and he's, he still feels like he's a middle of the deck guy and he knows he should be way higher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the point of his promo. He's like mm. making a point like, we got you to number one contender and you decide, you, like, no, fuck you. And then he says he's going to be in this full gear eliminator tournament. Um, which is for number one contender. Mm. Who was the other person announced? Oh, Dante Martin. I don't think Dante's winning. No, but he has put on a wee bit of size. He has. Uh, definitely been hitting the weights. Um, mm. So, yeah. Um... This is all uh, a ruse. Has to be. Right, it has to be. <laughs> There's no way MJF's a genuine face. 
Like he's gonna do. We're gonna get the full gear, and he's gonna do something. He's gonna put the. He promised. He says during his interview, he promised he wouldn't use the ring. He'll probably fucking use full on. He'll have Regal's knocks out of somewhere. <laughs> He'll have he'll have fat or four rings turned into a fucking knuckle duster. He's up to something, hey. He's hey, definitely up to something. Uh we'll find out a full gear. Uh the woman's title, um so we 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 had Jimmy Hater versus Riho, another great match on, on Dynamite match. there. Uh to which after that we get Tony Storm coming out and holding up the title and uh, I guess that means Hater is getting a shot at the title. Hmm. Like, uh, compared to the booking of the men's title, definitely the woman's still lacking behind. It's definitely getting oh, better, God. though. Yeah, they're getting, it is getting there. They're getting, there was a point there where they weren't even getting time to put on decent matches during Dynamite, whereas at least mm. they're getting decent time to do good matches. Uh, at the very least, even if their storylines aren't right, who wants the title next? Also, Britt Baker's here for some reason. Yeah, oh, that's what I noticed. Any women's section in Dynamite, Britt was involved. There wasn't one. I know that there, there was an interview just, and there was a match, but she was involved in both things. And you're like, "Fucking hell!" I jokingly turned around to my missus and went, "Right, here we go. It's going to be the Britt Baker show because obviously your woman was being interviewed, and of course there she is." And I was like, "Oh, haters in a match, so we're going to have Britt again, and she'll have to be involved." Yep, yep, yep. That is pretty much AEW's women's division at the minute. Uh, if Britt ain't there, it ain't happening. Okay, and like Jade. I'm finding the stuff between Jade and Nyla more entertaining. But it's on Rampage. <laughs> I know. Gets a, gets a chance at the... At, um, Which doesn't make sense because her title is called the TBS title. Yeah. It's like, she should be uh, on fucking TBS. Put her, put her on TBS. Um, uh, tag team titles. Hmm. We got new number one contenders. Um, fucking excellent match. Jesus Christ, this was an excellent match. And it's um, it's FTR versus Swerve yeah. in our glory, and uh, that's to be expected. But they even, like, told a good story here. Like, from day one, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee have been this tag team at odds. One's a face, uh, one's a heel. And as we've gone on, it's just become more pronounced than obvious. And here mm. was, like, Swerve cheating like a fucker. Keith Lee not Ugh. seeing this and just uh, getting the pin to to get the the number one contenders. Um, so Plus yeah, the ass boys get involved. Yeah, the ass boys held held back uh, Dax so he couldn't get in. Mm. Um, yeah, this is they're they're not going to be acclaimed, obviously, but um, we're. Hopefully, one once they get this shot, they'll have another great match. Don't know. Do you think it'll live up to their other two matches since Claims already got the titles now, and that was sort of you know that the underdog team chasing the titles adds that bit uh, of extra to it, and we, we don't have that here. But I think the story here is going to be finally getting that rift between uh, Swerve yes. and Lee and. Yeah. 
having them go into this proper, like, real fucking bitter feud. Yeah, because on Rampage we've seen how nasty Swerve can get. Yeah. Kidnapping daddy ass <laughs> and <laughs> seemingly cut, cutting his fucking finger off <laughs> so he can't scissor anymore. Is this going to be like a Val Venus type thing where they're just like, nah, it didn't really happen? Either that or maybe he didn't cut it off, but maybe he was breaking them or something. <laughs> it's yeah. Like if Billy's here, because it's his birthday or something this Wednesday, isn't it? Is and, it? Uh, I think that's what they were saying. They were, they were going to have a birthday celebration for Daddy Az, but I guarantee both his hands are like completely bandaged up and he can't do anything. <laughs> you just can't scissor on his birthday. Do what's the word called? No. to? I know. That'll um, be the worst thing for him. One of the biggest things happening on TV at the minute uh, it's always has numerous segments throughout Dynamite. Uh, is mm. the JAS versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we have, you know, Moxie's doing his thing with the title, which is kind of separate. And this is more between uh, Danielson, um, Wheeler Yuta, and Daniel Garcia, where we've got Yuta seemingly being jealous of. of the attention Danielson gives Garcia, despite Garcia fucking him over against Jericho a couple yep. of weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's it's still good shit, even though like yeah. technically you would have thought this would have been wrapped up already. You know, they did a blood and guts. I think the, I think the bigger story is the Yuta Danielson thing. Yeah. You know, there's infighting now in the BCC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Claudia was just sort of there <laughs> being yep. like, stop fighting. Stop that. Uh, Claudia will be like, if you don't fuck up, I'll beat the shit out of you both. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just Jericho. Obviously, the, the stuff with Jericho, he's just, you know, being the, the wee shitty fucker he is. But it's more to do with this whole Danielson and Wheeler Yuta thing, which is obviously going to lead to a match at some stage. Yeah. Well, but they, they had uh, some real fucking bad uh, audio issues, uh, which right. was unfortunate, but you got the gist of the promo the JAS were mm-hmm. making um, because uh, what was it? They, they uh, Jericho and uh, Garcia lost a match the, the yes, opening match uh, Yuda against Yuda and Claudio. And then they're all like, the the bat was in the ring with Jericho brought it. Yes. The fucking <laughs> ring to begin with. And there's like, um, we're trying to make the point of uh, that that should throw the whole match out because there was a bat in the ring. Um, mm. And yeah, the bad, bad audio kept cutting out. I don't think it was a good idea for them to re-record the exact same promo word for word and then play it on Rampage without yeah. Tony Schiavone because then that looks really fucking stupid and it's like, well, obviously all your stuff that you just said was rehearsed lines because you've just said it again word for word. It's mm. like, come on. Per Rampage. Like, we, we did get the gist of it. We knew what was being said. Yeah, yeah. Like, we at home could hear it fairly okay. I understand the people in the arena couldn't, but... That obviously wasn't broadcast live during Rampage anyway, so what mm. was the point in doing it? Don't know. Don't know, man. Um, 
And then to add into this feud, we had um, Brian Danielson taking on Sammy Guevara. Um, Danielson getting the win there as well through ref stoppage. Mm. Uh, I'm not entirely... Well, uh, I know sort of we're, we're getting into territory of... If, are we going to have like Garcia change his mind again? Are we going to get that Garcia Jericho match? Is Garcia going to win the Ring of Honor title at some point? Not until um, Ring of Honor's on TV, I reckon. Yeah, maybe not. They they have a, a final battle coming up at the end of the year mm. as well. Uh, so we'll need a big match for that. Yep. Um, and then what else do I have down here? The the other thing uh, was the TNT title, which has been, if we're honest, not great since Wardle won it, and it's not his fault. No. I don't know why they've teamed him with Joe. Yes, yeah, sort of team with Joe, and then it's the kingdom uh, for mm. who where you used to be on impact yeah they were an impact for a good while and then they they, they from the start of the year a ring they, of honor before that yes they they are ring of like your man matt haven is really highly decorated ring of honor uh wrestler he's i think he's held everything um mm-hmm. but uh i know what you mean this that at, at no point does it feel like Wardlow's had a good bit of competition. Like he, well, they don't. Like I, I think the only match he really sort of went Jesus when he was when he was fighting Cassidy, but then obviously that's just Cassidy being amazing as well. But I don't know. As you say, the chase was better than than the than the rain. Yeah. the 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 problem is, is the the sort of tail end of that, or the, like the. The finale of that, of him getting it, was marred by all the MJF like, mm. contract stuff at the time. Uh, yeah. And it sort of... And then I don't think it really helped him cutting that promo being like, a lot of people saying online that I, I was like, ah, don't even acknowledge that. What are you doing? Yep, yep, yep. Because now you sound like you're whinging about people online and you're supposed to be yep. low. You just powerbomb people. Don't be doing that. Because uh, no, obviously he's he's gonna have an upcoming match by the looks of it with big powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, so he came out after this match. Uh, That'll be interesting. Yeah, because he's not gonna power bomb him five times. I would imagine, even if he could, I don't think that would be the right. Many did he, he give Cage? I think he just gave Cage the one, didn't he? He did. I. Uh, uh, and it was uh, big. Um, Morrissey only got the one, and I think yeah. that, that was I'm only, only going to manage to give you one. <laughs> you uh, the bigger boys only seem to get the one, now. yeah, but it still works. Mm. It's still a power bomb. You just say my finish is a power bomb, yep, yep, which um, just goes to show he only needs to do one, he does like three because he wants to. <laughs> yep, he's a murderer. Um. Speaking uh, of titles, I do feel we should bring up. Uh, I'm loving what uh, Orange Cassidy's doing with the All Atlantic title. Just getting involved in people's feuds and going, "I'll fight you both." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he was over in London this week. I think for some 
with the, the, the title. Not sure. Right. Does that mean, is he going to do an indie defense? Holy shit, you don't think, is he still over in the UK? It, it's not happening, Stu. Oh. <laughs> not here, not, not, not. <laughs> you think about it, right? So what Stu's referring to uh, is here is there is the biggest uh, indie promotion in, in Ireland, OTT, Over the Top Wrestling, is coming to Derry for the first time. So they don't know what that crowd's going to be like. Is, is this going to be a market mm. for them? Is it worth it? So they're not going to... They're not gonna like pull out a Orange Cassidy for which could be me, you, and Gary. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> and true. no one else bought tickets. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Turn out to just. Oh, I think that's sold out. It's sold out now. Yeah, I don't think you can get tickets now. Jesus! And then you just scraped it in there under the. He did. Uh, he really did. But um. Ah, well, it, I didn't know he was in, in London doing a thing, but I was I, sorry, just getting back to the point. It's um, who was ah, it was Luchasaurus and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, we're having a bit of a Barney, and then he just walks in and goes, I'll fight you both. Now, <laughs> Ray Phoenix and, and uh, Cassidy would be fantastic, but the thing I'm wondering here is obviously fucking Christian has Luchasaurus in murder mode, <laughs> yeah, and, and he said he's he's looking for gold now. Uh, so, I wonder. <laughs> so someone's giving up a title here, Luchasaurus, because then you've got Jungle Boy going right. Fuck you. You think he'd drop it this soon? I don't see. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he would. Um, it's an old triple threat, isn't it? Aye, he he. That's sort of his thing. His triple threats. Yeah. So he doesn't have to pin Luchasaurus. Mm, exactly, and if, and if Jungle Boy involves himself, there's no disqualification because it's a triple threat. That's true as well. All right, that so, could be how they get written. But yeah, the I, I do think they they should get a title on Luchasaurus TNT title. Why not? Because it's not doing much on Wardo at the minute, and we could Wardo could sort of reset and mm. try something else. Um, but then, if if we get the TNT title on Luchasaurus, we're then, you know, have him just do the the Miro thing. Aye. Until such times as we can get Jungle Boy challenging for that title and win it. Yeah, that would actually be a really cool story, wouldn't it? But we're just fancy booking now. I know. <laughs> I know. I would just be happy to see Luchasaurus get some gold. <laughs> He's still one of my favorites. Like, dude, fucking brilliant. Former tag team champion. Yeah, true, true, true. Come on, in the best I tag team division. I, I heard I, some. I was watching a, a, a YouTube video about uh, where they were reviewing. Uh, uh, it, uh, it was all out, and they were talking about Jungle Boy and all. It's like, oh, if that's just the Jungle Boy thing, he could be, uh, you know, upper mid Carter. I'm like, right for the. F- First, you want him to ditch the thing that got him here, yep. the thing that everyone that that is over. Second, yep. he's a fucking former tag team champion in AEW. Does that mean yep. nothing? Upper mid yep. fuck you. <laughs> I do apologize. I don't know why, but my brain forgot there that they were tag <laughs> Maybe I, that, maybe that's very telling as well. 
Oh, I just completely forgot. I don't know how I managed to forget though, because their title run was fucking brilliant too. Uh, they had some absolutely brilliant offenses. Yeah, it ju- it just goes to show like the the WWE mentality always exists somewhere in the back of your head. Like they mm. they, they really have set the what people value in wrestling, and it's mm. it's hard to get out of that mentality. Maybe. Uh, um, I feel like o- I should. I feel like I should apologize uh, to not just not to the actual title holders, but just to the belts themselves. <laughs> I am sorry, AEW Tag Team Championship belts. There we go. Um, one oring we should mention of Dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. That promo video. Oh, that's right. That happened this week. We saw the Elite. Oh, we saw oh, them Jesus. disappear. Mm. Interesting. It's good that they're... The last week they were... Or two weeks ago, they were mentioned. Last week, we get this promo package where it shows like all these moments in the past and like still photos, and and the the elite are sort of erased out of them. And then at the end, it's the AEW logo, and it gets erased as well with the um the E, say, the, the e go first because what's AEW without the elite? Mm. AMW. Uh, Dan Housen was right. <laughs> AMW. Um, but it looks like we're gearing up for a return, uh, which yeah, I can't wait for that. I, All out. Like, I felt I was raging though because Kenny had just came back, and then all this shit happened. <laughs> I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I was shit timing for him. Hey, making this triumphant return only for that to happen. Mm. Um, I just want to think quickly. I finally like uh, I want to get back into the swing of uh, watching. WWE stuff since huh. old old fucking McMahon balls is gone. Um, I I watched this week's Raw, yesterday's Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, now they are building towards the Saudi show at the minute, which is uh, Logan Paul challenging for the title. Uh, but other right. other than that, it was good show. Um, mm. The booking of the stuff on Raw Night is very reminiscent, I think, of uh, the NXT black and gold era. Simple, mm. keeping it relatively simple, good matches. Um, the Johnny Gargano. Uh, so, like, they've been doing this thing with The Miz where the guy, Dexter Loomis, has been stalking him. And. You you would love this too. Like did so he did like a sit, sit down interview because Johnny Gargano's been digging into this and he did a they did a sit down interview with one of the the fucking guys that does the interviews, but he's all like doing these reenactments, but they're all blurred and Johnny Gargano is playing all the characters in the reenactment, including the woman because you can see his beard. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying how. He, how Dexter Loomis lost his job and he was down on his luck and uh, then Miz paid him off to pretend to stalk him to, to create this buzz around him and, and he had a recording of it and all and uh, it, was, it was and it was like um, Miz challenged Bobby Lashley for the US title I think it was at SummerSlam or, or something uh, and Dexter Loomis got involved and choked Miz out and uh, the, the guy was saying but, but if Miz paid him why would he do that and he's like look Miz did that on purpose Miz wasn't beaten he wasn't beating Bobby Lashley. It's the Miz. <laughs> Which, yeah, that got me. I love that. 
Which, yeah, the Miz <laughs> should not be beating Bobby fucking Lashley. Looks like he would eat him. Um, That's such a good line. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't beating Bobby Lashley. It's the Miz. They're speaking of Bobby Lashley as well, they're, they're, they're going to have a, a match between him and Brock Lesnar. But I will say, like, the one bit I saw, it's, like, very simple. Um, they were supposed to do a sit-down interview uh, in a studio, but Brock Lesnar came in the, to the ring instead and said, I don't want to talk, I want to fight. Uh, and then Bobby Lashley went, right, fucking take the microphone off, came running out, and then... They started, and the entire fucking locker room had to empty out to separate them, which was pretty good. And he had Triple yeah. H coming in, shouting, it's like, if you touch each other, the fight is off! And all, and it's um, good stuff. Uh, and we got to see Asuka and Io Shirai tagging all up a bit, because Asuka oh. and uh, um, Alexa Bliss won won the, the tag team titles on, on that. Um but yeah, the, that's the, the the main thing. Like, is keeping things simple, uh, nice simple booking. Um, with the the main thing being like, let's put on good matches or around this stuff, which which I am all in favor for. So, I <coughs> must give SmackDown a watch this week as well and hmm. see how that is. Also, Roman Reigns is very very good. Wow. I'd never thought I'd hear those words be said out loud. He he just uh, it, when you when you let him you know do his own promo, he, he he's he is good. And good point. Good point. Did, did you did you see that stuff with um, with Sami Zayn? I know. I heard people talking about oh it. That he, he cracked people God, up. He he just everyone in the ring. Him. Do, <laughs> what does he say? So you've got. The Usos and uh, Roman Reigns are in the faction and another guy from that family. And then Sami Zayn's like the wee hanger on. He's the honorary Us. And he, he's making excuses for us, either Jimmy or Chad. And he's just like, he's not feeling very Usy today. And Jesus Christ, it just, just Roman Reigns can't keep a straight face. Him supposed to be a big bad champion. And they, they all just break down laughing in the middle of the ring. Uh, oh, just, fuck. It, it's fucking brilliant. Eh? It's I'm guessing the crowd that. popped for that, though. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. This, uh. the, like, on this Raw, it was all, like, Usi signs all over the place. Sweet. Yeah, that's that's all said. Sweet days. The only thing I would like to say before we finish is that um, I was actually very chuffed. We're going to very quickly talk about Dark Elevation. And finally, I think we got a proper match for Dan Housen today. I don't oh, know yeah. if you watched it. Yeah. He, uh, having got to the main event, I know he was, because it's Halloween, it was uh, his special Halloween main event against QT Marshall. <laughs> oh, you seen the pro or the I the, saw the, the promo. interview there? <laughs> the, the... <laughs> he comes out of a locker. <laughs> and he said, goes back in. Said he likes in air, say, yeah, give me that for a second. <laughs> but i was actually real because it's a good 12 minute match he gets like proper match. Mm. i was like holy shit someone's actually realized that this guy can actually wrestle and you know, it's mad he's so technical obviously he's comedy but he's actually a wee technical bastard yeah so that's what he did before he did the comedy stuff mm. was proper technical wrestling yeah I'm hoping this no is... slouch, hey? what i said Danhausen's no slouch in the ring no, no, no. As Taz once said, it's not just a gimmick, he can go. But um, 
I just, I just think it's good to actually see an actual match, and this could be the beginning of him because I remember during the pandemic, McGarrett, you always had Cassidy on Dark, having a bit of fun but putting on great matches, and look at him now—he's a fucking champion. So maybe this is where Dan Housen's career starts. Maybe someone's actually figured out what to do with him. Man, the, the guy gets one of the biggest pops in the show consistently. Oh, crazy! Um, people, people love to see him. Uh, that can't be ignored. No. That's all you can really say there. And if Tony Khan does ignore it, then he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> fucking jobber. <laughs> yeah, fucking Mark. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good place to leave it there. Yeah, yep. fucking Mark. <laughs> Mark. Yep, that's going to do us for episode 75. We uh, will be back again next week. So see you then. Bye.